Jazz live everyone and welcome to another edition of the Hungamuir Global Online Satsang. I myself am Avna, joining from Sydney. I'm very excited to bring to you one of the last sessions or the last session in our series, which we've been running for the last few weeks called Controlling Mind. Over the last few weeks, we've been going, going through a few topics. We started first at understanding what the time and place is for meditation. We then went toward understanding what we should eat, what we should drink, how much we should sleep. And for the last few weeks, we've been looking at what our daily schedules should look like. And the really the focus of this series has been looking at what the behaviors are um, of a seeker or should be for a seeker looking to control their mind. We're really excited to bring this last week to you. And you know, if you're new to the platform, a warm welcome to you. If you're coming back for another, thank you for your ongoing support. Uh, we're super excited to bring you to a to a, bring this you know session to a close and this series to a close and give you all something to take away and transform your lives with. So today, equipped with our global panel, we'll be diving into the last part of a daily schedule. For the last few weeks, we'll be looking at the ten qualities of dharma uh, and. You know, by understanding those, we've been building the foundations uh, through which we can then determine what activities we should actually perform over the course of a day. So today we're looking at things like what we should do in the morning, what we should do throughout the day, uh, what our evening should look like, and really just starting to paint a picture of what our daily schedule should be. So I hope you're as excited as I am for our topic this week. If you have any questions or thoughts which you're starting to collect and, and think through, we ask you to share those thoughts and questions with us on our two platforms. The first being slido.com slash VYGOS, which is just on your screen now, as well as the WhatsApp number, which will just be coming on screen in a moment. So as we've been going through these last few weeks, many of you have reached out and asked us some wonderful questions. Please do feel free to do the same this week. We're really excited to have this conversation with all of you tuning in this week. So now let's move toward our Q&A session for the day. In the middle of our Q&A session, as we have been for the last few weeks, we'll be stopping for a pudgeon uh, and giving you all some time to take that pudgeon in and think about what we've been talking about. So we can come back and discuss anything you want to discuss or you've been thinking about further. So without further ado, uh, this week, again, we're joined by Vijay Kumarji from the US. Uh, VAG is a software engineer by profession and an instructor of Vihanga Mjorg since 2007. He's taught the concepts and methodology of this practice in India, China, the US, in a number of countries. And he's currently based in New Jersey, serving as the North American, serving as the president, sorry, of the North American Institute of Vihanga Mjorg. So very lucky to have him with us again today. I hope you can hear me, Vijayji. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I'm glad to be here. Thank you, Abhinaji. Thank you. So we've gone through this journey with you over the last few weeks, and it's been a very fruitful conversation, and we're very thankful to have you here again. And, you know, last week we, we stopped our conversations at a point where we'd got, we had kind of reflected on the 10 qualities of Tan. And, and the reason we did this is because, uh, you know, as we become more subtle in the, in the spiritual life, uh, as we start to 
uh, let's say, exercise more control over what we actually want to, could and should do with our lives, uh, we start to notice that there's certain things we, we should do and shouldn't do. Uh, and those qualities very much are defined by dharma. Uh, so the 10 qualities which you very beautifully explained to us over the last two weeks. And now we're start, starting to look at how we can actually develop these qualities uh, by practicing certain things in our daily schedule. So we ended last week briefly touching on what our morning routine should look like. And I was wondering if we could go a little more deep into that today uh, and then look at some other parts of the day and start to build up this picture of what our schedule should look like. So perhaps VAG, if you could take us through what the morning routine uh, is aimed at and, and what are the components of a healthy morning routine, and then we can proceed uh, toward other parts of the day. Thank you. Since this wisdom is all of Guru, so I would like to first offer my prayer to the feet of my master. सार शब्द गुरुए कहें या में भेद न मान भेद मान भव कूप पड़े निर्भेदी निर्वान So just to recap, what are the components that are essential discipline for a Vihangam Yogi to follow in the morning? In last session, we discussed it. It was Usha Pan, study of Swarved, meditation, prayer, some kind of physical exercise, asana or breathing, and a proper breakfast. Now, in fact, the entire day routine of a Vihangam Yogi is based on three fundamental pillars of Vihangam Yoga, which is Seva, Sadhana, and Satsang. The reason why we have uh, the study of Swarved as essential component in, in the morning is because that acts as satsang and gives foundation to the development of all 10 attributes of dharma. The ushapan that we begin our morning with is to take the lukewarm water, which is a very good habit for a healthy living. We should not begin our day with the tea or coffee, but with the lukewarm water. That's called ushapan. It's truly very healthy habit to have. And meditation is uh, certainly an essential component of the morning practice as a Vihangam Yogi. It is the meditation where the transformation has to happen. Meditation is the ground in which all the changes, the gunas, the, the, the attributes, the good virtues are going to grow. And that's why Sadhu Dev has uh, given great emphasis on uh, practicing meditation twice daily. He writes in Swarved, Sadhak Niyamit Rupa Me, 
निशिदिन कर अभ्यास नियम चाल जग प्रकृति का त्यू साधक क्रम पास सुरवेद टू प्रैक्टिस मेडिटेशन ट्वाइस डेली मॉर्निंग एंड इवनिंग इट इज ओनली विथ सच रेगुलरिटी इन द प्रैक्टिस दैट प्रैक्टिशनर विल अटेन द एलिवेटेड स्टेट ऑफ कॉन्शियसनेस so the whole reason why we need to meditate is because uh, only through meditation you are going to evolve yourself as a lake when i say as a lake it is something like this that when you are just a glass of water then little bit of salt will also make you salty but if you are a lake you know accommodative of you know whatever little salt you add that you added in the glass of water if you if you add that little salt in the lake that lake will have no impact of that little salt that you add so be a lake and this is all you become when you meditate on daily basis you mature yourself the little obstacles little disturbance in life is not not going to impact you that much if you are in a regular habit of meditation so that's an essential component of a morning practice and so is the the study of swarved beyond that the physical exercise and the proper breakfast we spoke last time also that for the the shorts meaning the purity of the body it is very essential to continue the habit of physical exercise and a proper diet you know take food as medicine else you have to take medicine as food let food be your medicine this is what is the motto of a good healthy living so these were the component we discussed for the morning routine and abhinaji will proceed for the rest of the day thank you yes thank you so you know just to recap there um you know the it's very worthwhile thinking about what your morning currently looks like and uh what you know it's an interesting exercise to go through where you know obviously we're we're hearing about all these things which are so important for us uh and there's clear reasons for why they're very important um but one of the key things which we've also discussed in the past is uh all change should be gradual all change should be controlled and and subtle uh so if if today you decide that you know i want to get up earlier i want to exercise in the morning i want to uh read swarved i want to meditate uh of course uh that is a vital decision which you uh, are taking for yourself uh but the swarved and and the the philosophy hanging also says that you know you don't want to completely transform everything in one day uh it's obviously possible uh but it is also important to be balanced and to to take it step by step uh and of course uh this leads very organically into what we should do throughout the day uh so throughout the day we live lives in the modern world where we're doing so many different things and the question is what can we do during the day when you're at work or when you're at at university or you're at school 
What can you do during the day to actually develop dharma and the qualities of dharma? Uh, is there anything at all, if you're in the middle of a meeting uh, with your colleagues, uh, can you do anything? Uh, so I'll probably hand this one over to you, BAG, and, and let's try to understand uh, what we can do throughout the day uh, to better develop these qualities. Sure. You know, there's a magic in one divine thought. Just one divine thought will change our uh, way of living the entire day. You know, just think this way that let's say you're working on certain thing during the day and then you know, you face some challenge and you start getting nervous about it, maybe because you think I wanted to do it and maybe somebody now will uh, uh, point finger on me that how come you could not do it and all that. You know, what is the reason behind, behind the botheration that we start developing? It is because we have attachment with the work and we are doing it with the sense of I, you know, that I am doing, I am the doer. You're attaching yourself to it. So I'll tell you a little story, which is the foundation of how a, a ideal, you know, way of living would be of a Vihangam Yogi. So there was a king who was uh, putting his best effort to look after the kingdom. And every day there'll be one or the other citizens coming uh, to his kingdom, uh, telling the problem that, um, that uh, is there in the kingdom. He will solve one problem, the other one will come up with some other problem. So he started thinking, looks like I'm getting old and I'm not able to uh, do my best to look after them. So he started questioning himself. He went to the master. He told this problem to the master. Master said, not to worry, hand over your kingdom to your son. King, King said, my son is too small right now. Fine, then hand over the kingdom to your brother. He said, brother has another kingdom to look after. Then Guru took a moment, you know, in a pause and then said in very deep sound, then hand over the kingdom to me. And the king was so much, you know, in devotion with Guru that he said, of course, yes. So he handed over the kingdom to the Guru and then started walking out. The Guru asked, where are you going? He said, I have a family to look after, O Master. So I'm going to uh, look out for source of earning because now I don't have any kingdom to, through which I could feed my family. I'm going out to look out for my earning. So Guru said, I have a work for you. Can you work for me? 
king uh, happily accepted. So Guru said, I have a kingdom to look after. Can you take care of me? Take, take care of it. So Guru gave back the same kingdom to the king. But now everything has changed. Earlier he was owning the kingdom. He was doing as if he is the king and was trying to take the credit of everything. Now he attributes everything to the Guru. He knows that it is Guru's kingdom. I can just only play my role. And whatever else happens, whatever fruits comes out of it, it's all Guru's. I will just do my best. And in fact, he started doing even better than before because now he is in service. This very sense of service has a magical impact on us. When you are able to ignite this sense of service within you, that everything that I am doing it for a bigger purpose, not for my own living. Now the king is not running the kingdom for feeding his family, not even doing it for making sure that my people in the kingdom are happy with me, but all he is concentrated on is whether I am doing my best to do the service to my guru. And when he is in that mode of service to the guru, you know, the service, the sense of service brings sincerity in the disciple. You know, when you're, you can just compare it. You can just compare it. When you're doing something, you know, just for your own sake and not for somebody who you have great respect. When you're doing something for you, you can, you can probably, you know, get lazy at it because you know, anyway, it doesn't matter. It's anyway only for me. Even, even though I don't do it, it doesn't matter. It's only for me. But when you know that you are on a duty, you are doing it for a bigger purpose, for a bigger cause, for the master, and you cannot go wrong at it. You want to do your best. You want to give your best to it. And yet you do not attach to the work because now you know this is not mine. It is all gurus. I can only do my best. So this very sense of devotion, this very sense of, uh, you know, the service that ignite in our heart when we do anything in our day-to-day -day activity is the key to keep your mind at peace. At the same time, bring the best out of you. So how does it apply in our day-to-day -day life? You know, we go to work for earning money to feed our family. So how would this sense of service come over there? This is where I said, don't be a glass of water. 
be a lake, be an ocean. Don't constrain your aspirations just within the boundary of what you understand about yourself now. Because you and me are much more than what you see in front of the mirror. What we see in front of the mirror is a human body. This human life is just an opportunity to do something that the other species could not do. And that is about knowing and discovering what you are seeking from inside. The whole purpose of a human life is to reach to the divine after connecting to which the soul attains the peace and happiness that it is seeking in everything. And the very formula of attaining that peace and happiness comes from within. So we have to apply that formula in everything we do through which you can make your inner path conducive for you. So you do not want to miss the opportunity to pave the path to the inner journey in anything that you do, whether it be playing with your kids, working in your workplace, doing anything for your family. If you change your mindset, take it as an opportunity that the God has given you. Don't consider son, mother, sisters, brothers as your blood relationship, but consider everybody equal. Consider that you are just an individual, a soul. And the God has given you the opportunity to serve everybody. Give the best you can give to, to the society, to your family, to, to kid. Be a helpful soul for everybody around you. And at the same time, develop the attribute of seva within you so that you can grow in the field of spirituality. Master is the key. Only when we live with the truth that you are born empty-handed and everything that you are getting in this life is not yours. If you live with this fact, if you start attributing everything to the master, it is then even going to work would be a service for you for the reason that I'm going to work so that I always remain in position to contribute by any means for the work of Sadhguru. If I'm myself not capable to feed my family, to take care of my health, then how else I can do more for the society, for my master, for Almighty? So I'm coming to work, doing my best, not because I have to feed my family, because 
I want to equip myself to be of the best use to the society. So the whole mindset changes. With this mindset, when you live, when you live with the sense of service, to be the best use to the society, to be best equipped for the master, so that you can do the best service to the master. If you live for this very cause, then your whole routine throughout the day will change. Your mindset will change. The work that you are going to, you are going there because you are doing a duty for the master. So that when you earn the money out of it, you can use that money for whatever best service that you can give. So seva is the key in which you live throughout the day, and that is why, you know, on frequent interval during the day, you must reset your emotions. Are you getting agitated? Are you you know, developing ego about anything, just reset. No, it's not you. It's not you who is owning this work. You are just doing your duty. You are doing your service to the master, the work and the everything that you are getting in life all belong to the master. You are just a servant of the master. So reset, you know, on frequent interval, just revitalize the sense of gratitude to God for whatever you have. Live with contentment. Don't let yourself be controlled by the world. Yet be very dutiful and do your best for any work at hand. Let your work bring prosperity, but you stay focused on holding on to the Sevya Bhav, which is the notion of service. Live with wisdom of Svarved and share spiritual wisdom of Svarved to others as well. This is how a Vihangam Yogi lives in Seva and Satsang, you know, holding on to all the dharmic qualities that we uh, heard in previous sessions, the patience, forgiveness. A Vihangam Yogi's thoughts, speech, actions are always based on 10 attributes of dharma. So you be always watchful of all that. So in fact, in between when you when it's a lunch time, the evening the, the snacks time, you know, always practice mindful eating. Do not allow your mind to stray from your food. Express gratitude and pay attention to the ingredients you are taking. How much do you need to eat? Which, which is sufficient to continue for the day. Be mindful of it. Practice Indriya Nigraha. You know, so stop eating the moment you get a signal from inside. Try not to eat too little as well, because otherwise you'll find difficult to, to carry throughout the day. Try not to eat too much as well, otherwise we'll start feeling lethargic. You know, so... So be mindful and be always in Sevya Bhav. That is the key for, to live throughout the day. Thank you. Thank you, B.A.G. That was a beautiful explanation of exactly what our day should look like, um, you know, apart from the morning and what we should throughout do throughout the day. Uh, I think, you know, it's, it's an experience which 
I would encourage all of you wonderful listeners to try and see and experiment with because uh, often, uh, you know, whether it is at work or whatever your daily occupation is, uh, getting too attached can, can mean that it becomes difficult to reason, difficult to think. And this, this concept which VHG has explained to us of, of being, you know, emptying yourself and allowing, allowing things to flow more naturally uh, with this quality of seva, it's one which uh, when you experience it for yourself, then you can definitely see the difference. Uh, so I would definitely, uh, you know, encourage you all to, to uh, look at how that could apply to your own lives and see what it feels like. Uh, Cause you know, in, as is the most important thing in Vihangaburg and spirituality, uh, no matter what we say, it's the experience, which is the most important. Uh, so yeah, like, thank you for sharing that with us, VAG. I think that's a very important point. So before we go toward evening routine, we've, we've gone through the morning throughout the day, and we've also touched on lunch with mindful eating and making sure you look at, you know, eating what is sufficient and not too much because you have the rest of your day ahead of you. You don't want to divert all your energy to, you know, just digesting your food. So in the last 20 minutes, which we have uh, today and in this series, uh, and we're going to try and understand what the rest of our day should look like, uh, our evening routine. We'll also maybe touch on uh, what the differences are between weekday and weekend. Uh, and then hopefully give you all some things to take away uh, before we end for the week. So back to you, uh, VJG. Uh, and the first thing which would be great for us to understand uh, is, you know, we've looked at most of the components of the day now, and we're starting to see some patterns in terms of being mindful, uh, trying to be a sevak, uh, trying to be in service at all times. Uh, what are the components of an evening routine uh, which a Vihangam yogi should follow? Yeah, certainly it is not a heavy dinner. It is not. So this is this is something that we must be very careful on. You know, when we return home, we, we have to make sure that we wind up our day, not uh, keep our hormones and digestive system busy in uh, digesting your food. So taking heavy dinner in the night is the culprit for several problems not only the problem in your physical health, but it's an obstacle for your, uh, uh, the spiritual progress as well for the fact that when you take heavy dinner, then your sleep is disturbed. And when your sleep is disturbed, you don't wake up early in the morning, the, which is called Brahmahurt time, very good time for meditation practice. So everything is related. Your evening routine is in fact much more important routine, which will ensure if your morning and the rest of the day goes fine or not. So please don't ignore the fact that we have to accustom ourselves to start taking very light dinner. So as a Vihangam Yogi, we be very mindful of eating in the dinner time, very light. And at the same time, 
we also ensure that the last let's say 30 minutes or so before bed we have left all the gadgets we have left you know working on our laptop tv absolutely nothing at all because now is the time you have to you know stop your mind make it ready for a good sleep you have to also empty your mind with all the negativity all the you know the dust that has uh, uh, you know gone into you through daily interactions in rest of the day and how does that happen it happens by the by the reading of swarved and meditation through which you wind up your day so read a book which you know is more of uh, uh, you know the spiritual in nature so that you develop all the good supportive virtues for the calmness of your mind not the book which is uh, uh, going to intensify you further, agitate you further, or or there's a, you know, the the waves of emotions in that. No, not of that sort. That is why it is recommended that read Swarved at least for ten minutes before bed, and and also do at least ten minutes of meditation before going to bed, and make sure by about ten o'clock, you know, by about ten o'clock. Uh, you are onto your bed. There are different time routine that even I have experimented with myself. We can talk about that as, as well, uh, how I felt in different routine. But uh, in a nutshell, you know, by about 10 o'clock, if you go to bed, then that is the best it has worked for me in the evening routine. So when you come home, there is one thing that you must uh, you know, ponder on the whole idea of our, you know, 24 hours of schedule was to ensure that I adhere to the principles of what Sadhgurudev has laid down in Swarved. You know, Swarved says that Sadhguru Niyama Vivekame Chalana So Sukhajan Arat Deena Adheena Ho Mahasukhi Jagman. In this shloka, in this Doha of Sarved, Sadhguru has given the formula of happiness. So what is the formula of happiness? The formula of happiness is to not measure what you could achieve, what you could not achieve in the materialistic milestone, but measure it in terms of what you could not stick to in the principle of Sadhguru Dev. So given a challenge, if you attach yourself to the challenge, then you'll see, oh, I could not solve it. It will bother you. But if you base, if you, if you think it on the basis of how did you tackle that challenge, whether you could solve it or not, if you just look at the process, not the goal, just the process, you know, during the effort that you give, did you give your best effort? Did you control your emotions? Did you stay calm, patient? 
if all these virtues which is essential attributes of a human dharma and which is laid down as a foundation as a niyam as a rule as a discipline by sadguru dev if you could stick to those discipline you have lived your day beautifully it does not matter whether you solve the problem or not maybe that problem was not supposed to be solved in one day maybe when you go tomorrow you'll have a solution for it for it but only when you get attached to the problem that is when it starts bothering you so shift your attention from the matter from the goal but put your attention only on the process did i adhere to the principle of sadguru dev if you lived with the principle of sadguru dev with the patience with the seva did i stay in seva bhav throughout the day so introspect when you sit for meditation introspect in the evening time before meditation think over it where did you go wrong did you slip on any principle of sarved if not that's well and good if yes then just think about how could you have done it better to stay calm to stay humanly under the principle of sarved just think about those corrections so that you can apply next day if you live with this notion then no matter what happened in the day whether you could solve a problem or you could not solve a problem it is not going to disturb your calmness the best capability that you have will always be there for you to apply in the work tomorrow so wind up your day on the foundation of sadguru's principle read swarved meditate for about 10 minutes and then apply the the formula of a good quality of sleep that we learned in the second lessons in this series and take a good quality sleep thank you thank you vijay and you know i think that's a bit of a milestone for us in this series we've you know we've now come toward uh, understanding what an entire day should look like from morning through to day through to night Uh, and a lot of the things BJG said again, they are worth experimenting with. Uh, you know, find a time where, if you go to bed at that time, you wake up feeling refreshed. Find a portion size where, if you eat that, then you don't feel like you're using up all your energy just digesting food at night, uh, and you feel light in the morning. Uh, so all of these things, you know, there's no there's no exact proportion which is perfect for everyone. but there are principles which we are trying to uh, uphold uh, which is you which is proportioned unique to everyone uh, so definitely experiment with these things uh, and to finish off AG uh, to finish this discussion off uh, maybe if you could just share uh, your thoughts on what the difference is between say a weekday routine and a weekend routine i suppose throughout the day you have more time available to you uh, perhaps you can Uh, you know structure your day a little differently so what are some of the things you would suggest or you would say are part of a weekend routine yeah the weekend is your time weekend is when you can do something for yourself for the bigger purpose of life 
weekdays are for earth which is also the essential component for living this life so you spend your weekdays to do your best to grow your business to do your service or whatever you have as a source of income there too you live with a sense of seva but week weekends is when you can live your life what kind of life towards the main goal of your life so it is important to first make up your mind what is something you want to achieve in this life somebody wants to be a maybe a big uh, ceo of a company somebody wants to be something else in their life our master says there is even bigger goal than what you think the goal of life is this human life is a tremendous opportunity to discover the truth about you and the truth about god manav jeevan lakshya hai aru kartavya pradhan parmatma prabhu milan mein anya gaun sab jaan our master says i have known the god and with that authority i am saying in a human life you have tremendous opportunity to attain the experience of god after attaining which nothing else remains unknown your thirst and the hunger for which you are you know going left and right in the search in the pursuit of happiness the answer lies in only in the experience of that divine entity so make the best use of your weekend to grow in that direction that is your main purpose of life and so we do everything essential to become the top cadre of disciple of sadguru you know there are different cadre of disciple in vihangam yoga but the topmost is called uttam shishya so we do everything essential to become uttam shishya of sadguru your weekend is our weekend is made for that as a vihangam yogi and what why it is important to become uttam shishya because the, the divinity that guru wants to give to us it is his ability to give to us but are we capable to hold it are we ready to receive it he is capable to give so we have to prepare ourselves to be ready to receive it in swarved sadguru dev emphatically says this that the journey to god realization is only of 6 month it takes only 6 month duration for you to become enlightened for you to attain the state of utmost peace happiness the highest scale of wisdom you can become a person who exhibit peace in everything you do 
you become the center of happiness for others and it takes only six months of time. So it is worth spending time in transforming yourself to scale up your personality, your attributes, your soul to the scale of Uttam Shishya to make yourself eligible for the gift of that divinity from Sadhguru, the capable Sadhguru. Only when that happens, Sadhguru will bestow us with the divinity and in six month time, you will be uh, uh, an enlightened being. So over the weekend, we pay special attention to spend time in sadhana, give as much time as possible in Sadhguru's seva. Whatever Sadhguru instructs, live your life over the weekend word by word in that discipline. If Sadhguru has instructed that spread this divinity, this message of peace and happiness to one and all, then a true Vihangam Yogi, a true disciple of Sadhguru takes the bag with Swarved and goes in the field and start sharing the message of Swarved to one and all. And in that seva, it feels the bliss. Sadguru Niyama Vivek Me Chalana So Sukh Jaan. The true disciple of Sadguru derives the happiness out of doing this, out of talking Swarved to others. You develop a special kind of bliss inside. You can experiment it. When you give happiness to others, when you give wisdom to others that transform others' life, it gives immense sense of satisfaction to you. And there is nothing more, uh, nothing better service to others than giving enlightenment to other, giving wisdom to other. You can give bread to one poor people, maybe to feed him only once. But if you give him the self-courage, if you enlighten him that you are much more capable than just begging for the bread, and if he gets transformed with this wisdom, this is even better service than offering a piece of bread. So spreading the message of Vihangam Yoga is equipping each individual soul with the potential or rather to give a direction that you have much more hidden potential inside you and allowing them to tap that potential so that they can transform their experience of life. Whatever kind of life they are in, they can live with joy, with the happiness, despite all the botherations in life, provided they accept the wisdom of Sarved. So the biggest service to humanity as a Vihangam Yogi is to share this wisdom to one and all. Let everybody live in peace and happiness with the wisdom of Sarved. This is the biggest service in which a true disciple of Vihangam Yogi live in. So we can, should specially dedicate in doing this kind of service. In the morning, 
you spend special time instead of just 10 minutes, 15 minutes of meditation, meditate for an hour. The weekend is all yours. Spend time in meditation for an hour. Give little extra. And so you do in the evening. That's how a Vihangam Yogi live. Thank you. And with that, we come toward the end of our series, Controlling Mind. Uh, this week was Lesson 3, A Daily Schedule, Part 3. Over the last few weeks, we've covered a, you know, a, a lot of ground, a range of topics, and we hope that you all have the opportunity to go through them again and really think about what things you want to experiment with in your life and start to look at how you can meditate more meaningfully uh, in a more deliberate manner where you are trying to control your mind at where it really begins to become distracted and begins to maybe you know, make things a little more difficult at certain parts of and, and points in time. So thank you all for joining us over the last few weeks. This is the end of one series. A new one begins next week. Uh, we'll now be looking at, for the next few weeks, we'll be looking at the how to increase this urge for meditation uh, based on a deeper understanding of what it provides to one in life. So thank you all again for joining us. Thank you, VJG. Thank you to all the organizers uh, who are behind the scenes helping us and give these sessions and series to you all. And let's all reconvene next week for the, with a bright, fresh new session. Uh, we hope you've been able to take something away from this one. So thank you, Jess Ulev. See you next week.